1: It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's The Sports Fan, presented by JK Contracting.
0: Ready? Break!
1: Now, from the WATH
2: studios, here's Carl Blaylock. Hi, hello, 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 and welcome into the WATH Studios. Carl Blaylock with you alongside Dylan Westmeyer and Ethan Sargent for just a second. We got a lot to talk about today, mostly with football. College football starts Saturday, but with college, Ohio University playing Notre Dame as well. A handful of games, but... Before we get to college football on Saturday, we've got high school football week two on Friday, and to help preview what's we're going to see on Football Friday kickoff, we have the host Ethan Sargent. Sarge, how you doing?
3: I'm doing great, Carl. It's uh, it's another very exciting week uh, across the region. I'm really excited. We, we got a lot. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, there's a lot of big time games. Uh, Friday, and then of course the big one on Saturday.
2: Unfortunately, one of the big games that we were really excited to highlight isn't happening anymore. Tremblin River uh, has been canceled due to uh, sickness up in river.
3: Yeah, I I don't know if it is if it's COVID-19 or if it's something else. We don't really know that much. We just know it's canceled. Um it's an unfortunate break for, for both teams who were both riding off a high after some impressive wins last week. Um of course Trimble getting that big win against NY. On one hand, it does give you an extra week to kind of relax, uh, you know, rest up the body. That could be a big thing down they play Vinton County uh, a week from tomorrow night. So that'll be a you know a, an asset for them to stay healthy for that game
2: But it still could be a point later on in the season, especially uh, you know that's going to mess with their divider numbers. You know, obviously we're you know this is week two, but still that messes with their divider numbers when it comes to it uh, computer points. A and B, if they were able to beat River, they were going to get a lot of points from they River. They would have got so a that's that's going to be a tough loss on the schedule for Tremble. I, I wonder if they're going to try to. Uh, Make that game up? I, I don't know if they could do that on such short notice. I don't, I
3: don't believe so. I remember last year when Newark Catholic had two games canceled. Neither one got made up, and they ended up playing an eight-game schedule. So I would be very surprised if if the game were made up, I, it, especially because of the nature. I don't know what's going on at River. We we don't know. I'm not going to speculate. I, I'm, so. I'm more
2: thinking. I'm more thinking. You know is there any opponent with an off week that Tremble could try to find on such short notice? And there's probably not.
3: Yeah. This early in the season, or honestly in high school, they really don't, you know, there's there's rarity that there is even an off week. So um, it's a little bit of an unlucky break, but also, you know, it could be important for them down the stretch to have some, you know, fresher bodies later in the year.
2: Absolutely. What are some other games we're looking at uh, tomorrow night?
3: I mean, we, we got a few big ones. Uh, Definitely keeping an eye on Waterford Caldwell. Big time battle in Region 27. Two teams that are gonna be playing deep into November. Uh, those that is a, a a very very good game. Of course, our game uh, over on XTQ. Our game of the week. You'll be on the call for this one. Newark Catholic, Nelsonville, York. Both teams losing big last week. Well, Nelsonville York didn't lose big. Newer Catholic did lose big. They got handed to them by. Uh,
0: they Bishop got it handed
3: to him by Bishop Reedy. Yeah, 53-21 to 21 they got taken out. Nelsonville-York lost a tight one to Trimble, of course, just couldn't get that two-point conversion to go. I'm looking to see a lot more out of Makai Williams this week. I think he could do it. I think he can step up his game. It's going to be interesting to see if he can against what is a really, really well-organized uh, defensive unit for the Green Wave. Uh, and then I think the last game I'll highlight here is, is uh, ooh, excuse me, um, I'm gonna go with. Let's take a look. Let's scroll through these. I mean, there. I mean, there's so many big ones. Portsmouth, Obviously, Jackson, Portsmouth Ironton, West and is a big time game. A uh, two teams that uh, it is the rivalry. Uh, one of the most iconic rivalries in the Southeast Ohio region. Been going on for hundreds of years now. It is a absolute war every excuse me not hundreds of years but it is a absolute war mistaking it with ironton portsmouth that is one that has been going on for hundreds of years uh but it is a battle that has been happening for a while portsmouth west lost last week to fairland uncharacteristic uh and then portsmouth took care of business portsmouth you know is a team that struggled a little bit at times over the past couple years this could be their statement win to get one over on their rivals and then, of course, the big one on Saturday, J- Jackson taking on Ironton. The last two years, it's been heartbreak for the Ironmen. Can they finally get one over on the Fighting Tigers? It's going to be a battle. That's all I know we're putting together right now. I'm. Once we're done previewing this, I'm going to get back in the studio, getting finishing up a really cool audio package we've got for you guys on uh that'll air tomorrow on football friday kickoff so we're we're, we're all we're really excited it's going to be a fantastic week of games last week was awesome we had lots of great storylines great upsets uh make sure to tune in uh, right over on uh wxtq tomorrow 5 5 p.m eastern it's going to go until 7 a, because of yes. the uh,
2: Nelsonville-York uh, Newark Catholic game getting moved back 30 minutes yeah, due to the heat. Yeah, hopefully that's so. the
3: other thing that we're going to have to keep our eye on tomorrow is, uh, is keeping up with the heat. You know, today, uh, you know, I was actually, you know, I I, I call uh, Ohio University Women's Soccer. They got a nice win today. They were able to take a... Take down Cleveland State one nothing. Um, the Heat actually held off until right about right about now actually, uh, where you know the sun kind of came out around three three thirty p.m. and it's been much hotter as the day's gone on as we had cloud cover and some rain in the morning. So it's going to be something to keep an eye on throughout the day, and um, you know just stay on your toes, Southeast Ohio, because there may be movement, there may be. Some cancellations. Hopefully not. I, crossed, I, I don't think there'll be any cancellations.
2: It should cool down enough once the sun goes yeah. down,
3: and you know some teams have already moved back to 7:30, 8 p.m. Uh, you know, scores may just roll in later than usual, oh, yeah. potentially. Where you know we'll be on Football Friday night as well over on uh, XDQ as well as uh, WKOV uh, Mix ninety six FM. Yeah, and we'll have we'll have all of that simulcast once again this week, and then of course Cedric will be back with Matt Frazee right. Uh, that'll be right here, correct? Yeah, that'll W-A-T-H. be right here on WATH for Athens. They take on Gallia Academy. That is at seven thirty. Yep, seven thirty,
2: and then uh, we're gonna have special presentation during halftime. As we're gonna have the, they've got the Hall of Fame ceremony during the halftime, so we're gonna pick up on that, and you're gonna get to hear that broadcast live on the radio. Really excited for that. So uh, that'll be tomorrow, uh, right here on WATH seven fifteen uh, for the pregame here for Athens Gallia Academy, and then football Friday kickoff at five p.m over on WXTQ. So uh, really,
3: really going to be an exciting game. I I'm, I'm excited, man. We got a lot. Uh, we're back in the studio this week, of course. We're, we're back on the road next week. We'll talk more about that as the week goes on. But uh, this week we're back here, or we're back uh, right right across the hall. We're in the WXTQ studio. We'll take you through Football Friday kickoff. We'll take you through Football Friday night it's gonna be another fun Friday night. There's gonna be a lot more of them, but this is gonna be a really fun Friday night. I'm sensing some big time games, and you know they what you know what they say that big time players step up at big time moments. I'm excited, and before I go because I do have to get back to work on that package, roll bobbies absolutely and great segue into looking at college football where there's a lot
2: of really, really good games this weekend. I mean, they'd be games that are under the radar to be honest, but uh. You know, since they're week zero, they're getting national attention, and and so you're seeing that, uh, and and I think that the perfect example of that is the Bobcats game as they take on San Diego State, 7 p.m. Saturday on FS1, or you can listen to it on Pure Rock 105, but it's going to be really, really interesting. Uh, It's going to be hot out there. You know, we're talking about the heat here. It's going to be even hotter over in San Diego, but... Actually, no. I take that back. It's not eighty-two degrees. (laughs) Really? San
4: Diego, California, normally sits around that seventy-five to eighty range year-round, no matter what. I was out there in April for a tennis tournament, and it was actually hotter here in Ohio that weekend than it was here. So, yeah, then it was in San Diego. Sorry. So, yeah, it 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 shouldn't be too bad. But like you said, it's going to be a huge game for the Bobbies. It'll be a set the tone game for the season. This could be a absolutely massive season for our Bobcats. Um, if they start out the season strong with a win at San Diego State, I mean, we could be looking at a very possible ten and zero Ohio Bobcats this year.
2: I mean, we'll see. They still they still have. I mean, this is the one of their tougher non conference games, and they have a few tough non conference games this year. They do. That's right. They have um, Iowa State
4: at home and FAU, FAU at the as road. Well.
2: So, but, I mean, this would be a great start to the season. And there there is possibility with the hype, especially with Curtis Rourke. He's back. Yep. Uh, great
4: sign for the bobcats there
2: there i mean there's a lot of hope surprisingly though espn analytics has san diego state with a 65.5 percent chance to win this and they're only
4: I, minus three though
2: i i yeah i mean the bobcats they look good I, I think it all depends on how curtis looks i agree if curtis comes out and is his normal self that he was before the injury last year bobcats win uh yep. but it's, it's going to be a dogfight. It's certainly going to be a dogfight, but I, I think that it's something that uh, the Bobcats can win. But something I didn't realize, San Diego State has Brady Hoke
4: yeah, yeah, as yeah. their head coach. head coach. I didn't
2: realize he was their former Michigan coach. And, I mean, that's a great segue into some other uh, games as another former Michigan coach that is back into coaching is Rich Rodriguez, who uh, last year he got a job at Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State... Uh, Moving up from the Atlantic Sun Conference last year, A-Sun, to now he is in the Conference USA with Jacksonville State. They play UTEP. uh, That's in Jacksonville, Alabama. Yeah, I didn't know Jacksonville State was in Alabama until like uh, a few months ago. Never realized that, but uh, UTEP and Jacksonville State, and this one is interesting, even if it's just interesting for the fact that it's football on, and it's yeah. actually a CUSA conference game to start off the season. Jacksonville State, they had a really solid season last year, went 9-2 and two, uh, in FCS, and... I mean that that's, that's that's it's pretty solid, really solid. Uh, I mean, this is a team that historically they've been really good. Uh, they, they've been really good in um, in the past, and they're looking to do that once again this year, starting off against UTEP. And UTEP's
4: UTEP's normally pretty yeah. solid, if I if I remember correctly. I I feel like they've always been, at least the past few years, have been on like the crest of the top twenty-five, but like not quite making it. If I'm thinking of the right school, and I think I yeah. am.
2: Yeah, and, and I mean, this is this is a team. They were nine and two last year. Um, they were nine and two last year. They made the uh, they they won the Atlantic Sun Conference. I don't think they they did not make the FCS playoffs. I don't know how that works. They might have gotten snubbed just because they're moving up. But they and they're they're going to be real interesting. It, it's gonna. Also, hopefully, it renews a, a rivalry with Troy as well uh, that kind of was lost after Troy moved up to the FBS. But I mean, this is this is the Jacksonville State team that is very solid. and They've had some pretty big wins over the years. I remember, uh, I believe, one year they beat Auburn. Uh, I or no, they played Auburn really close. I believe one year they've they've had. I know they've had some pretty solid solid games. I think one year they gave florida state a scare as well so i feel
4: like florida state gets a bunch of scares early in the season though let's be fair
2: yeah that is that is also true um but i i i feel i'm gonna look that up because i know that they had yeah five five memorable moments for jacksonville state uh let's see here uh they won in 2010 they won a double overtime against old miss that's pretty cool uh Twenty twenty fifteen. They beat. Nope, that was in. Okay, none of these are in. Oh no, they did beat. They did beat. Uh, Florida State. They beat Florida State in twenty twenty one on that Hail Mary. That's I remember right. that That's play right. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I I want to look that up because I think it was twenty thirteen. Um, I think it was twenty thirteen. Auburn played Jacksonville State. I I think. It's going to bother me now because there was some they played. I got to find that. I'm going to find that. Um, But while I look for that as well, uh, let's look at uh, another game. And probably the biggest game of the slate Saturday is Navy Notre Dame over in Ireland.
4: That'll be an interesting one to look at. I mean, obviously Notre Dame's a huge favorite. They're 20 and a half point favorites right now in that one against navy it's still a rivalry game it is it's a big rivalry game it's not in the united states you never know what jet lag is going to happen you don't know what like maybe they'll eat something someone will get like food poisoning obviously not wishing that on anyone but i mean you never know what's going to happen when you're not in the united states we've seen that with those london nfl games where we're like oh yeah this should be a blowout and then it's really not um so you never know could be a very interesting matchup to look at and then I mean, if we want to jump from one big school to another, uh, USC is also playing. So two, two big, big name schools playing in week zero. Uh, USC is going to be playing against San Jose State again. Another game where USC is favored by thirty. Not a, I, I don't imagine that one will be very close. Um, but if we want to move to a matchup that's supposed to be a little bit closer in week one, UMass is at new mexico state uh there
2: there's only that's a any- game on espn and i, I want to make sure this is known that's a game on espn over san jose state usc if you want to just know the state of the pac-12
4: yeah it's pretty bad but uh that that'll be an interesting interesting little matchup there don't really know i i feel like i've remembered UMass getting beat pretty bad quite a few times these past few years. I don't remember UMass being too good at
2: football. Neither at New Mexico State. Neither team's really that good, so, but they're kind of, I mean it should be an interesting game, I think at least just cuz of yeah. those uh reasons. And I I did find it. It was Auburn. It was in 2015. Okay. Uh it was 2015. They played Auburn and they lost to Auburn in overtime, 27 to 20. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was in 2015. I knew it was sometime there. So yeah, I mean, this is it, they, they've got some pretty solid uh, history yep. with them. How, how good was Auburn that year? I want to check that. 2015. Uh, yeah. No. They kind of they, they kind of fell apart. They kind of fell apart because I mean they, they kind of dropped they dropped in the rankings after that because uh, you know they, 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 they yeah they dropped in the la- rankings from number 6 down to number 18 despite winning the game, and then they got blown out by LSU, and they they really didn't do much for the rest of the year. Yeah. uh,
4: Well, we've still got two more Week 0 games to look at. We've got Hawaii at Vanderbilt.
2: Another game that nobody is paying attention yeah. to, if it's not Week Zero. Exactly. I mean, again, two teams that are punching bags. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt doesn't even have their—they st- don't even have their stadium done. Have you seen that? No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't they see don't that. have ends of the stadium. Hold yeah, on. Let me let me let me pull it, up. Uh, uh, let me pull this up because it, it's not good.
4: But yeah, Hawaii uh, and Vanderbilt—two teams that are normally have been at least these past probably ten years or so really bad yeah Vanderbilt bottom of their conference every year and then I feel like I always see some power five school playing Hawaii week one two or three and just absolutely beaten down on Hawaii it's just yeah those two teams if it wasn't week zero and people weren't starved for football
2: nobody would care. nobody
4: would care about that match well maybe some betters would care but I highly doubt
2: that but um yeah now this is right now uh, this is the end of Vanderbilt <laughs> Stadium. Uh, if nice. you look at it, you've got you've got the end zone, and it's just a bunch of cranes yep. and a bunch of dirt. Uh, there's walls to block off. Uh, the end of it and yeah no it's uh <laughs>
4: that's pretty that's pretty pathetic <laughs> it, that. yeah. and
2: it's like that on both sides that's that's the issue oh goodness. it's like that on both sides so they just have it, it's basically a glorified high school stadium at this point Yep, where almost. it's you got big stands on one side big stands on the other side nothing in the end zones yep i i yep. don't even know if they have any scoreboards actually i don't think they do i thought they had a scoreboard <laughs> in the picture you showed me but i could be wrong no, I think those are just cranes.
4: Oh, goodness gracious. I'm pretty sure that those are just well, cranes.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are just cranes. Again, a game
4: <laughs> that wouldn't be talked about <laughs> if it wasn't week zero. And then we have one final matchup,
2: Florida. FIU and Louisiana. Louisiana Tech. And this actually is intriguing. It's another uh, Conference USA uh, matchup. It's a Conference USA doubleheader on CBS Sports Network. But that that game intrigues me. That game, I think, is going to be real interesting. Florida International, uh, Louisiana Tech's had some pretty solid football programs yeah. in the last few years. Uh, FIU actually beat them last year in double overtime, 42-34. Interesting. Um, nice. So, nice. I, uh, yeah.
4: I can't really talk too much about this one. I don't really know much about either team. The only memory I have, I think, if I'm not wrong, of Louisiana Tech was one of their, like, few years back they had a fumble they were like it was oh yeah it was it was was against mississippi yeah it was like second and goal or whatever from the seven and then they fumbled and it was like end up being third and goal from like the their 43 yard line or something no
2: it was from their own seven it was it was was, was third and goal from their own seven it was third and 93 yeah that's the only
4: thing i remember about louisiana tech and it's just like wow what a moment (laughs) that's that's almost as bad as the butt fumble moment there it was just like oh yeah wow that's a not top play for sure on ESPN
2: absolutely and I mean Louisiana Tech last year they were three and nine uh Florida International last year uh, they they had a little bit of a better season they went four and eight but (laughs) a little bit better one win better Carl one win I, I you know I think these are two teams that could bounce back especially Louisiana Tech they have the history uh there and I believe that's Shreveport they're in. If I'm not mistaken. I'm fairly certain that's Shreveport. Um but I mean that, that, that I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna have a much a much better a much better season than what a lot of people expect them to and, and it's gonna start against Florida International. So and let's get confirmation here no, Ruston, Ruston, Louisiana. I think it is on. Uh, I think it's on I-20, though, I twenty though, because I remember I remember driving through there and seeing a Louisiana Tech like equipment truck one time. Thought that was pretty cool, but yeah, uh, definitely. There's some interesting games, but mostly, uh, unless you're betting or just a college football fanatic like myself, uh, you're not going to be paying attention to much more than Notre Dame and. Uh, Notre Dame and Ohio but still gonna be real interesting to see what happens and uh, who knows maybe even San Jose State can knock off USC
4: I don't know I, that's, that's I'm not high of a bold claim.
2: I'm not high on USC oh, yeah, but I'll it's leave San it San Jose State it's San Jose State I think' still solid
4: I think USC will lose early in their conference schedule
2: uh yeah I I would I would agree with that but uh, we'll take a break when we come back we'll uh, We'll talk about the MLB. Some interesting games going on, and uh, Reds with a few key injuries and a massive game tonight against Arizona. We'll talk about it here on the Sports Fan, presented by JNK Contracting. This Friday, the Athens Bulldogs are back on the gridiron to take on the visiting Gallia Academy Blue Devils. Can Leo Martin and the Bulldogs secure their first win of the season? Find out on Friday. As a bonus, we also have coverage of the Athens High School Athletics Hall of Fame induction during halftime. Once again, it's the Blue Devils and the Bulldogs. Pre-game coverage starts Friday at 7.15 p.m. on 97.3 FM, WATH.
0: From Gruzer Realty and Building, it's Larry Conrath, the only Larry Conrath in real estate.
2: Larry Conrath, he sells houses. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. Larry Conrath, he sells houses, farms and acreage, too.
0: For the only Larry Conrath in real estate,
2: please call 591-3015, 3015 What was that number? It's 5913015.
0: Call the only Larry Conrath in real estate.
2: 5913015.
1: Robotic technology, minimally invasive procedures, custom joint replacement, and 3D imaging. These are advanced surgical procedures available at Holzer. Our game-changing advancements provide quality outcomes, which means you return to living your life sooner. With Mako and Da Vinci Robotics, we are taking surgical care to the next level. Think Holzer first. Local teams, local opinions. The Sports Fan on 970 W A T H.
2: This is the Sports Fan. Kyle Blaylock, Dylan Westmeyer, with you in the W A T H studios and uh, baseball. Uh, we had a game that took two days to play that kicked off the day. We'll go through the MLB scores before we get into talking too much about the MLB. In a resumption of a game from yesterday. Between the Dodgers yeah. and the Guardians, the Dodgers won 6-1, to which, you know what? I'm impressed by the Guardians for this reason. The Dodgers had 14 hits, and only six of them scored. I will say that's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <and laughs> game now, two is yeah. not looking much better. Dodgers, Dodgers up 8-2, to two, uh, middle of the seventh. Yeah. Uh, Blue Jays and Orioles, they're in a rain delay before they got started um let's look at some finals the nationals Yan- defeated the yankees six to five Isn't
4: that the first yankees 10 game losing streak? nope
2: nope they won yesterday oh they won okay, nine yeah. to one yesterday but still another losing season 10, ten
4: losses in 11
2: games uh okay. the rays defeated the rockies five to three and uh
4: boston boston put a schlacking on houston today
2: they did some unholy things to 17 houston
4: team to one it's
2: 24 hits I want to look. Let's look at the scoring in this one.
4: It was the the third inning. They had 11 runs by the end of the third inning, Carl.
2: And they scored four. Okay, let's look at this. Uh, Verdugo (laughs) home run. Abreu, two-run home run. Uh, Two RBI single by Rafael Devers. Urias, RBI double. Verdugo again, RBI single. Justin Turner scored on a hit by pitch.
3: Adam Duvall walked. Oh my god!
2: Yoshida RBI single, uh, and then another one on a roundout, and it's it oh, eleven to nothing. Cow. Alex Bregman scored the only run. he um, no,
4: got the only RBI. Only RBI. No,
2: only only run for the Astros. Dubon scored. Bregman oh yeah, RBI. 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 Oh yeah. Come on, Carl. He he drove in the only run. Uh, Abreu, another more. Story. More runs Devers, in the eighth and ninth.
4: Reyes Abreu won. Holy Let's cow! <laughs> Seventeen to 1. 39 total who bases. Pitched, who pitched this game? For the that
2: pitched, can't that can't be a real stat. Who
4: pitched this game for Houston?
2: I, I'm not sure. That can't be a real stat. I'm not seeing that right. What's no? I'm not okay. I, they it glitched out and it said twenty-eight left on base. Oh, okay. For the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That for doesn't the, make uh, sense. The Red Sox and twenty-six for the. Uh, Wow, uh,
4: JP France. Woof. What a what a start! Two and a third innings, eleven hits, ten earned runs, two walks, three strikeouts.
2: Hey, three strikeouts. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta go. You to go for the. Let's look at the line score for this. Jeez, um, every one of the geez. starters. Every one of the starters. Yeah. Uh, how many how scored at bats? Every single one of the starters. Holy uh, cow! Verdugo
4: hit. had seven at bats. Four for with seven. Five.
2: Two for four, two for five.
4: Yoshida had six at bats, a brave five, Uriah six, Cold. Wong, holy <laughs> Colden Wong.
2: Colden Wong. Four
4: for six with four hits, four ones, two RBIs, and a homer.
2: He scored four times. He has been bad this year. Colden Wong is in the Colden Wong is in the ninth spot in the lineup.
4: Yes. He uh, that's uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! That's baseball for you, though. By the I way, the, mean, the, it'll the, happen.
2: By the way, the Abreu was uh, Weiler Abreu, but my goodness, the Red Sox are. I mean, they got a big win yesterday. I caught a bit of that Holy game. Cow. Had a big win yesterday when Adam Duvall he fouled a ball off of his ankle, looked like he might have to go out of the game. Was able to stay in the game and uh, ended up slugging a three-run shot into the Crawford boxes and. Uh, the yep. Red Sox won.
4: I mean, looking back at it, they swept the Yankees, which isn't too much of a shocker hey, right that's now. Still, that's still, that's still, still good. And then they lost the first two to Houston, but then they won the second two, which is... And then, obviously, the, they won the last game of the series in terrific fashion. And then they go Dodgers and Astros. So this is a big stretch for the Red Sox.
2: Absolutely. Some other games uh, tonight, none of them really that important. Cubs, Pirates, Rangers, Twins, Athletics, White Sox. But this one, this one that you can hear right here on WATH uh, joint time, it's nine ten. This one's very important. Reds and Diamondbacks. It's Brandon Williamson on the mound against Merrill Kelly. That's not exactly a favorable matchup for the Reds. The Reds did sweep the Diamondbacks. Uh, that was back in July the twenty-first through the twenty-third. Uh, so that was that was a big point. Nine to six, two to four and 7 to 3. They're trying to do that again, but not a favorable pitching matchup with Brandon Williamson versus Merrill Kelly.
4: And both of these teams have so many players on the IL. The Reds have
2: Ladolo, Fraley, 10, India. They
4: have 13 Wolf. on the IL. The Car or er, sorry, the Diamondbacks have 6 on the IL. I still feel like 6 is a lot. 13 though?
3: For oh yeah.
2: Cincinnati that's A lot a lot of them are pitchers and there was just yep. another one that just went on there today. Actually Yeah, another one that just went on there today with Joey Votto, who uh he went on there with shoulder injury, which uh same shoulder that bugged him last year and cost him a lot of the season last year. So uh that's not great. Looking at the the standings, Cincinnati currently, even despite the three game win streak, Milwaukee's on a five game win streak. They still sit three and a half games back in the division, so they're gonna to have to start doing something. The batting average is dipping a little bit. The team batting average at 250. Uh, I, I they're in the wild card though. They're sitting they, in that last are. wild card. They are, card. and this is why this game is so important because Arizona Cause the Diamondbacks are right five behind yep, them.
4: Yep, yep, half game back. That's this wild card race. It, both wild card races, let's be fair, have been very, very, very fun to watch. Absolutely. We have a 78 win Tampa Bay Rays. In the wild card right now,
2: yes, in the AL. I mean, we saw that we saw that uh, a few years yeah. ago with the Dodgers. Yeah, that's right. Because the Dodgers, you remember, yeah, the Dodgers, wow. they had they had 106 that, yeah. wins and they lost the division to the Giants, who had 107 wins. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the most interesting and right now those losses, everyone's kind of losing out in the AL West. But I mean, we talked about it earlier, and it, it's happening again. Uh, the Rangers lead the division. They're on a six-game losing streak. The Mariners are hot. They've won eight of their last ten. Uh, they're only a game and a half back, and the Astros are four and six in their last ten. They've lost their last two, and they're in third place in the division right now. Yep. And those are the three. Those are the three wild card teams. Yep. Right now, and you can then get the Blue Jays right behind them, and the Red yep. Sox closing who are, fast. Who
4: are who've been playing well? Though they have a big stretch, obviously a tough stretch that we talked about. And then I feel like that's that's it pretty much for the playoffs in the AL. I don't think the Yankees are going to make a run. The Angels with Shohei not being able to pitch anymore. They're done. I, I, I think the Angels are done. The Guardians haven't shown me. The Guardians' starting pitching has been fantastic this year. Their bullpen has been horrific. The Tigers, White Sox, and Royals all haven't been great. And then the Athletics are the Athletics. So, yeah. Uh, but... Then again in the NL, we've got a very, very bunched up playoff race. I mean, the Giants, Diamondbacks, the Giants and Diamondbacks are both a half game back of the Reds. The Marlins are two games back. The Padres are six games back. Maybe the Mets. I highly doubt the Mets. They're eight but eight games back, but I don't know. The Mets and Nationals are both eight games back, so I don't know, but I mean it's it's gonna be a very interesting end of the baseball season, that's for sure
2: absolutely and i mean just look at right now you have the phillies they're, they're relatively safe two and a half games above in the national league wildcard race but then the reds and the cubs they're even at the moment uh the giants are a half game back the diamondbacks are a half game back and they're on a four game win streak and the marlins are two games back and the padres are just so quietly creeping up yep they're only six games back and they've got a pretty easy schedule Maybe. if i remember correctly
0: yeah. I believe
4: they have the the Brewers next, if I'm not mistaken, because I believe I heard Russ Eisenstein say that on my way here, since they were talking about being in San Diego. Oh yeah,
2: no, they 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 no, I think they're actually, I think San Diego goes to Milwaukee. Yes, sorry, that's what I meant. meant. Yeah. So mean, that'll yeah. be, I mean, that's going to be a big series, and hopefully the Padres can pull yep. a few. Brewers uh, are on
4: a five-game win streak currently and then they've got yep the Padres for 3 games which if if the Padres can win those games they put themselves in striking distance cuz they play the clubs or the Cubs sorry
2: they do they do i mean oh well, they, they i think they still have a few games against the Reds as well
4: well that's i'm just saying in the end of august those are their next two series just put them right in striking distance
2: yeah uh let's see here the Reds i mean they still no they've already played the Padres uh, all yeah, they've already played all the Padres, but the Reds—they have so far—they're three for three on this uh, West Coast swing. They've got seven more games out there. Uh, they gotta win them. Gotta win them. So we'll we'll see what happens. Anyways, uh, we'll take our second break here as this is a sports fan presented by JNK Contract. when we come back. We're going to talk some NFL. I had two fantasy football drafts yesterday. Uh, We'll talk about uh, my drafts and who to look for when you're drafting uh, your fantasy football team here on The Sportsman, presented
3: by JNK Contracting. This week on Football Friday Kickoff. It's a prove-it weekend around the 7-4-0 as teams look to solidify their standing and send an early message to their foes. We'll preview showdowns between River and Trimble as well as the crosstown rivalry between Portsmouth and Portsmouth West. We'll also take an extended look at Saturday's grudge
0: match between regional powerhouses, Ironton and Jackson. All this and more on Football Friday Kickoff, live from the Holzer Health System Studio. Friday at 5 on Pure Rock 105 WXTQ. Here's what's going-
1: your hometown radio stations, 970 AM, WATH and 97.3 FM along with Pure Rock 105, XTQ FM are here for you. Stay tuned for community updates, local news, weather and of course local high school sports. Listen for local happenings like here's what's going on. And if your nonprofit group or organization has an upcoming event or any announcements, we would love to help spread the word. Just mail or bring the information to our studios located at 223 Columbus Road, Athens, Ohio four five seven zero You can also send an email to PSA at WXTQ.com. Please try to have your information to us within two weeks of the event to help ensure ample time to get your message spread to the rest of our great communities. We are here for you and hope you enjoy the changes taking place. Southern Ohio and hometown proud. We are 970 AM WATH 97.3 FM at Pure Rock 105 WXTQ. This is the sports fan. On 970-WATH.
2: This is come a sports on, fan. It is a... Uh, well, what is it? It's Thursday. Thursday. It doesn't feel like Thursday, but it's Thursday. Fantasy football is in full swings. I had two drafts yesterday. Back-to-back drafts, pretty much. Uh, I had one at 8 o'clock... And I had one at 11.15. And the 8 o'clock one was really fun, though, because it was the... Uh, and I think I've talked about this one. Um, I It was the States Oh, yeah, league. yeah, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, I heard about that. I think I've talked about it on air, but if I haven't, I'll... Uh,
4: I love that. I'll, I'll go go through that it idea. Again, yeah. That idea is awesome.
2: But uh, basically what it was is... Uh, that's, oop. that's not it. Uh, but basically what it is, is it was a league you have to draft states, and you can take states out of, uh, or you, you, you draft the states. So my states were, they were Georgia, North Carolina, Maryland, Illinois, uh, Massachusetts, and Montana. So,
4: and from there, you can only pick players that were born there or played in college there. Correct? Is that that the way that yours yours is working?
2: I I can only yeah you can only that were either born there or played in college. That's the way that it works. So out of those, I, I had a list of teams, and then there was a few you know there's a few one because if you had somebody who was born, say for example Tyreek Hill, yeah, he was born in he was born in Georgia. He finished his college at west alabama
4: yeah so he could be so he could be drafted, so could be drafted
2: either by either either yep. either one of those states and he got drafted by alabama before i could get to him but this is the team i came up with uh daniel jones is a quarterback in the way that it, it's a one quarterback two two uh running back two wide receiver tight end four flex league and it four? takes four four flex, four flex. uh and okay. then it takes it takes the best oh it's it's, it's, it's best a best ball, ball. Yeah, oh, yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you get the best scores uh out of whatever so i've got daniel jones nick chubb jameer gibbs stefan diggs keenan allen uh darren waller which i was so excited to grab aaron jones alvin kamara which he won't do anything for a little bit uh javante williams james cook matthew stafford sam howell jarek mckinnon aj dillon Khalif raymond michael gallup mccall hardman jacoby myers josh downs watch him he's gonna be good he's gonna be good colt's colt's rookie he'll be in the slot and then tyler higby colcomit and isaiah likely that's a pretty solid team yeah very solid that's a pretty team. solid team i'd be very happy with a draft like that absolutely and then in i had another league that was a bit more traditional uh one qb two running back two wide receivers tight end flex defense special teams uh i also had that draft last night I I had, I had the fifth overall pick, and I went Travis Kelsey first overall. I think that's not a bad
4: pick just because when I look at tight ends, I only really see like four, maybe five that I'm comfortable with week to week. Yeah. Putting up points. I see Kelsey, obviously, who's by far the top option. Mark Andrews, Hawkinson, and Kittle. Those are the four guys that I trust every week to put up like 10 points, at yeah. least. After that, you have Darren Waller. You don't know what you're going to get out of him I, sometimes. No, I feel like, I feel I like he's know. pretty
2: consistent.
4: But then again, last year, you know, he wasn't very healthy completely, he st- right? He still did pretty good. He still did well, yeah. Now look, well, 2022. Sorry, 2022 he was injured. My fault. Two years ago.
2: Um, no, that was no, last that year. was last year. What am uh, I doing? He, I, he my was still he was still, the he was still pretty solid for when he did play.
4: Well, yeah, when he did play, that's the thing. When he did play again, I I feel like Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, and Kittle are normally like healthy. Kel I don't I don't think Kelsey's missed much game time at all. But then yeah, I see those four guys as the top four, and then that's like my top top tier, which is two tiers because you have Kelsey kind of on his own pedestal, and then you have the other three, and then you have like Waller. Pitts, Njoku, Goddard,
2: Ingram. Like, I'd say Cole Komet as well. Comet
4: could be up there. Yeah, I just don't know how much Chicago is going to use their tight ends, though. Justin Fields doesn't really have many options out there. so We'll see. Pat Fryermuth is always an interesting one. He was yeah. pretty consistent last year, if I mm-hmm. remember correctly. I don't know. I just feel like those top four are so important at the tight end position. If you can't get, like, Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, or Kittle, you should kind of just wait on it, kind of sit on it for a little bit. Yeah. Draft around the tight end and then maybe pick up, you know, somebody that's like a fry. Like, I, I feel like you get a Fryer Muth in like eight, nine rounds. Yeah, you know? I mean,
2: I got I got Cole Komet uh, pretty late in the draft. Exactly. So.
4: so obviously tight ends. If you can get one of those top four and I'd say Kelsey's probably a first to second round pick. And then the other three are probably third- to fourth-round picks. But if you don't hit those guys, you, you should just wait. Because the other yeah. positions just are consistently better, uh, at least scoring points-wise. Like, obviously, you want to go for those wide receivers. You want to hit those running backs. I don't know. This might be personal bias, but I think the safest running back to pick is Nick Chubb. I, yeah. I feel like he he's always gonna get like a hundred yards a game he might get you a touchdown you see
2: I I thought that and I had the chance to no I did not because he got taken right before I picked I picked Josh Jacobs instead okay so yeah, yeah hopefully he he I think he might be holding out which is a little bit quite ideal and the thing but I I think he'll be solid I this, this is my this is my uh the rest of my team for this Trevor Lawrence is a quarterback Josh Jacobs Aaron Jones the running backs T Higgins and Christian Watson for wide receiver Kelsey at tight end Mike Evans is a flex the Bills special teams defense and Brett Maher as the kicker Uh, he's out of Denver David Montgomery on the bench Sky Moore he's Kansas City's wide receiver Cole Komet Chicago tight end Gabe Davis for the Bills Kirk Cousins the backup quarterback Tyler Algier for atlanta he was running back he had a great season last year year. but he's kind of out of you know you got b john there as well but it all depends on how well he does and then kj osborne for minnesota he had a pretty solid season last year so yeah yeah pretty pretty i i I, I like i like where i'm at with i like
4: i love taking mike evans most years i really like taking mike evans he's just again another safe big target wide receiver but i don't know i don't even as a Browns fan, I never really liked Baker Mayfield, so I, I don't know if I can can bring myself to taking Mike Evans knowing that Baker's their quarterback. But uh, jumping back to running backs, I've got a question for you. In either of your drafts, where did Jonathan Taylor go?
2: So with the State's draft, it was a little bit different because obviously yeah. only two people could take him. But he didn't go until about six or seven and i will have to look here because
4: so i'm very intrigued because he is obviously one of the top running backs in the nfl but is the turmoil with the colts gonna force him down draft boards that would that would be my question i'd imagine it would but uh i feel like that could be a guy that maybe you're like you know six rounds in six seven rounds in and you're like not completely sure who you want to take and jonathan taylor's still on the board
2: he went end of the third round end of the third
4: okay, 30th so that's, overall that's, that's a little higher than i would have figured yeah. but uh again he could uh
2: but he he was taken he wasn't actually that t- he was taken behind quite a few running backs because well, yeah, you had I, you I'd had imagine. um Eckler, yep Eckler, barkley Robinson as John Robinson. Yep. Uh I'd imagine
4: Chubb went in yep, front of Derrick Henry, Nick yep.
2: Chubb, Tony Pollard, yep. Josh Jacobs, Travis Etienne.
4: That's a bit of an interesting one for and me. And then Jonathan Taylor, right. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah. I that's that's not crazy to me. That's, not at all. yeah, that's not crazy to me at all. Cuz uh yeah, I I Austin Eckler's a heck of a running back to have he's always a big pass receiving and rushing guy so
2: absolutely so i mean it's 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 pretty solid it's it's a pretty solid uh i i am i'm 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 happy with my team and we're we're gonna have we're gonna have a league for the uh sports fan hosts uh all eight of us so we'll, we'll keep you updated on. What happens with that? Uh, We got to get everybody to, you know, click the links and join. Like, (laughs) come on, join the link. Hit hit the link. I mean, it's it's been in the chat for a a month, and it's like, hey, click the link, please. Link, please click the link. Join the league. Join the (laughs) league. But uh, no, it'll be really fun, and we'll keep you updated on what happens with that. And actually. How are we going to – and I think I talked about this on Tuesday, is we're going to decide who picks where by averaging out our surefire hot picks, and then you get to kind of draft where you want to draft. Yeah. You know, top, top win percentage on the surefire hot picks. You choose You yep. choose your first pick, you know, whether you want that third overall, fourth overall. It's an yeah. eight-team league. But, you know, where you want it in the snakes. I feel so. like
4: third overall. is Third overall the might place be a sweet spot. Be, yeah. you can kind of gauge – what the first two guys are going to pick. Like, I feel like Justin Jefferson's probably going to be top two pick. At least I'd imagine, but I don't know. I feel like the top two, you kind of gauge off of that at number three, and then you've got a, still a decent pick in the second round. So. Yeah,
2: it, it'll be it'll be real interesting to see. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we're going to make our surefire hot picks for today, and hopefully I can win so I can get a little bit above more 500. You're listening to The Sports Fan, presented by JNK Contracting. Tune in Friday night for the Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105. It's a collision of Region 23 powerhouses looking to bounce back after Week 1 losses. Nelsonville York looks to recover from a heartbreaking loss to Tremble, while Newark Catholic looks to right the ship after a drubbing at the hands of Bishop Reedy. Coverage starts with football Friday kickoff at 5, with the coaches show at 7, and kickoff pushed back to 7.30 due to heat. It's the Green Wave and the Buckeyes on the Athens County Game of the Week. Friday on Pure Rock 105. Total Media Radios, Pure Rock 987 WYRO and Pure Rock
1: 105 XTQFM proudly present the Rent to Own Homegrown Happy Hour with Ben Davis Jr., live from the porch at Raleigh Smokehouse in Jackson. Two, three! Rent to Own Homegrown Happy Hour with Ben Davis Jr. continues this Thursday night, featuring the sounds of one of America's top 30 blues artists, Eastern Kentucky's Jeremy Short. Whoa. If you're looking for a great evening out, come join us on the porch at Rowdy's and be a part of the musical journey while enjoying a great Rowdy Smokehouse dinner. And of course, it's happy hour, so Rowdy's will have some great drink specials too. Rent to Own Homegrown Happy Hour with Ben Davis Jr. is presented this week by Hometown Chevrolet of Waverly, Ohio. Experience the hometown difference. Only on Pure Rock 987 WYRO, Pure Rock 105 XTQ FM, and around the world on the Total Media Radio app.
4: I lost my brother.
0: I lost my sister.
4: I lost my best friend. Each year, Ohio loses some of its best and brightest to train car
0: accidents. Everyone knows that crossing is bad.
4: Stop signs and crossbucks just aren't enough. How can you help? Report bad crossings at angelsontrack.org. That's angelsontrack.org. Because bad crossings kill good drivers. Sponsored by Angels on Track, aired by OAB and this station.
1: You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan.
2: This is the Sports Fan. Carl Blaylock, Dylan Westmeyer with you in the WATH studios. It's time for our Surefire Hot Picks. I'll go first. Rangers and Twins. The Rangers on a six-game skid. And it's not a favoring pitching matchup. Pablo Lopez on the mound for the Twins. And give me Minnesota. Minnesota Moneyline is my pick. Westmeyer, what's yours? I mean, I'm
4: looking at the matchup of two teams that have not had good seasons. I'm looking A's and White Sox under 10 total runs. I understand that neither team's pitching is great this year, but their batting is pretty bad. So that's that's the one that I'm going to take there. I'm going to take under 10 runs, Athletics White Sox.
2: Yeah, pretty big news in tennis just dropped, didn't it?
4: Yeah, that's right. I was looking the other day, myself being a big tennis fan, uh, perennial top fifty player in the United in the world. John Isner uh, is set to retire after the U.S. Open. Uh, this is huge. He kind of held U.S. tennis kind of together until the younger guys now who have been picking up and playing really, really well. He was kind of the one guy in the top twenty-five that was always sitting there. Uh, big 6'10 in the two longest matches
2: yep. ever. And, th- and that's what I remember him from because yep. I remember watching. Uh, both at Wimbledon. They were both at Wimbledon. Yep.
4: Both at Wimbledon. He was in the match against Nicola Mahout in. 78
2: 61 that went over yep. three days. Yep.
4: And then he was in the second longest match. It was not that long ago. It was the semifinals against a South African Kevin Anderson. And it went. The final scoreline 7-6, 6-7, 6-7, 6-4, 26-24. What year was that? Was This that? was in 2018. Okay. Men's I- I semifinals. Remember
2: that. I remember him being in a uh I don't think it was that long. I think it went may- like maybe 18 or 20, but I remember watching him at the French Open one year and he had a, a decently long match there.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's played he's played some crazy long matches just cuz it's so hard to break a serve. The dude is six foot ten. He has the most serves in a match, which was in that longest match. Just imagine He had a hundred and thirteen aces. Wingspan. Yeah he he's one of the greatest servers of all time. He's one. Of, he's just a crazy player in U.S. history. That's almost undoubtedly going to go into the the tennis hall of fame. Even though he never won a major, he never he won a Masters one thousand, which was huge. I think that was huge for his career. He actually did it. Uh, I think it was two or three years ago he won in Miami, which was a huge win for him.
2: Speaking of tennis, uh I, I wasn't able to watch it, but I, I we saw uh the Al, oh, Al- Alcaraz Djokovic Djokovic in, in Cincinnati, yeah.
4: Yeah, so that was I believe their fifth ever matchup total. But oh my god. If if you wanna watch tennis that is a match that is going to be it's it's already an instant classic is the longest ever three-set match it was the number one and number two in the world playing and i mean i i i would love for it to be the u.s open final because over five sets that would be an amazing matchup to watch we
2: already saw it and at wimbledon yep, i mean at wimbledon was five an, sets i never I never, look, I never looked to see how what the tv ratings on that was but i mean I was had to have been thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. Like, I mean, it had to get bigger and bigger because, I mean, they had the one tiebreaker that went, like, to 10. Yep, yep, Yeah. It was uh, It was incredible. Anyways, uh, Reds baseball tonight, joint times nine ten 10 with first pitch at nine forty. 40 uh, So turn on, turn us on, WATH, turn us on, listen, fall asleep to uh, Tommy Thrall and the Reds radio network right here on WATH. I know I probably will. You might as well, too. We'll be back with more sports fan next week
0: here on WATH.